The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email spots. clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to SEO and EPS Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And this week, we're going to publish an episode every day discussing how and why your SEO efforts are correlated to your company's earnings per share. Joining us for SEO and EPS Week are two mainstays of the Voices of Search podcast. Doug Bell is the Chief Marketing Officer at Search Metrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions and Jordan Cooney is an SEO strategist and advisor to Search Metrics. We also have a third very special guest today, Melanie Schott, who is a marketing operations manager at Search Metrics. And she's gone ahead and done some analysis on the correlation between EPS and SEO performance. So far this week, we've talked about how SEO impacts earnings per share, how that differs from how paid search impacts earnings per share. And yesterday, we talked about whether it was the CMO's tenure and who's running the marketing team and whether that was actually impacting earnings per share. Today, we're going to turn our conversation and focus a little bit more about the industries and who's impacted by SEO. We're going to talk about why e-commerce and retail care about SEO more than other industries. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's the fourth installment of SEO and EPS Week with Doug Bell and Jordan Cooney from Search Metrics. Hey, Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. Hey, guys. Welcome back. So far, we've covered a lot of ground talking about what is impacting earnings per share. We've got a positive correlation for SEO, got a negative correlation for paid search, and we've got no correlation at all for the CMO's tenure. So what that tells us is if you're doing a great job in search, 
Hopefully that's impacting your earnings per share. And if you're over-reliant on your performance marketing budgets, probably struggling a little bit in the earnings per shares company, we don't have a ton of significance, statistically speaking, but we do notice that there are some industries where we're getting more correlation. Melanie, let me kick this over to you. E-commerce and retail companies, what did we see when we looked at those industries specifically? Yes. So as we mentioned a little bit earlier, when we limited to specific years and limited to e-commerce companies, we saw a stronger correlation. So there's the debate of, are we seeing a stronger correlation because we only have a very low number of data points and it's just by chance that they're looking correlated. And as we add more data, that correlation is weakened. Or is it a matter of this is becoming more relevant in more recent years? So to kind of dig into that question a little bit more, we looked at each one of these companies individually in addition to our overall summary. So what we found is out of the 62 Fortune 500 companies that we examined, only nine individually showed a significant correlation, again, between SEO visibility and EPS. So those nine companies include Best Buy, Burlington, CarMax, Dollar General, Home Depot, Home Goods, Overstock, and Penske Truck Rental. Those all had a very strong positive correlation. Again, our value being 0.8 or above. And also to mention, IBM had a very strong negative correlation here with an R value of negative 0.85. So again, this kind of plays into the only 9 out of 62 individually showed this strong correlation. So these results kind of play more into that theory that like as we add more data points, this is weakened. And the fewer that we look at, it's just by chance alone that we're actually seeing this strong correlation. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I think the question is, what do those companies have in common? When you're looking at the companies that do have the strongest correlation between SEO and earnings per share, there seems to be a common theme. Doug, talk to me about what you see that is the common theme amongst the companies that showed a strong correlation between earnings per share and SEO performance. This is the bit of data that really intrigued me, Ben. We first started looking at the data a couple months ago. And if you look at that sample size, what they have in common is, even for e-commerce and retail, these are businesses that have extremely low margins, right? So it's probably not surprising, and this is what makes us really believe we need to dig deeper, it's probably not surprising that the lowest margin businesses have the highest dependency in SEO and recognize the importance of SEO because at the end of the day, their marketing mixes, especially their digital marketing mixes, are going to be much more cost-effective. In other words, they have no choice. It's the evolution of marketing, if you will, Darwin's choice when it comes to whether or not these companies are going to invest. Because frankly, if they're not really good at SEO, they're probably not in business. That makes sense. If a company has low margins, they can't afford to invest in paid channels because their LTV to CAC ratio would be totally off. Jordan, you've worked in a couple e-commerce businesses and some of them have been relatively low margin, right? But you've worked at eBay and you work for a, another company that has you know relatively low margins now. Talk to me about why SEO is important for businesses with low margins. Well, the fundamental reality here is that SEO is the foundation for these kinds of companies, right? I mean, if you're not able to generate the awareness and then ultimately 
the transactional traffic that SEO can provide e-commerce, retail, and other businesses, then you're going to really struggle to find a way to grow with your digital mix because you're just not going to have the capital you know, to really invest in other digital marketing strategies. You need SEO to kind of bolster the other digital marketing strategies. And then I'll, I'll give you a quick example, right? There's a lot of businesses who've started their online strategy with a paid strategy. So they start with paid exclusively. But as you see those companies mature, as the months and the years go by, they quickly divert their time and attention and focus on organic channels. And obviously, the largest organic channel is SEO. And so that's just a critical need for businesses to survive and have, as Doug mentioned, a strong digital marketing mix. Doug, chime in here. So then the other thing I've got to point to is not only are these companies that have low margins, you know, Dollar General is a good example and Home Depot, but the other thing we've got to point to is that when people are listening right now, they heard these companies and I don't think their first thought was e-commerce. All right. In other words, we have a sample size here that has been traditionally brick and mortar. And these are companies that also are beginning to make that transition from brick and mortar to e-commerce. In other words, you've got a bit of a hybrid model here as well. So what they have is even, if you will, more kind of price sensitivity, or in other words, much more sensitivity in terms of relative margin to EPS. So again, I think this is fascinating. If you look at companies that have this traditional low earnings per share, in other words, low margin business, they already are low margin because they're in retail. They're making that transition to e-commerce. It's like the best analogy I can give is how, say, countries like India leapfrog this from a telecom standpoint because they could not invest in telecom infrastructure. But when the first nascent cell networks came out, they were way beyond us, right? Because they skipped a whole generation of technology, if you will. In other words, they weren't busy trying to install landlines. They just moved forward to the next level of technology. And I think a lot of the businesses that are moving from retail to e-commerce and right now in that hybrid model, they've learned from their e-commerce brethren. And so based on that lower margin business and the fact that you know they can skip, if you will, the telecom giants just go right to the digital networks, the cell phone networks, I think that's what they're doing. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Melanie, I'm going to ask you a little bit of a different question. It makes sense to me that low margin businesses 
have a strong correlation between EPS and SEO. Is there a class of business or an industry or a type of business that you saw that had sort of the opposite effect where it was pretty clear that SEO wasn't impacting or negatively impacting their EPS? Yes. So there were five different companies that specifically when we removed them from our data set, we saw a stronger correlation overall. So those were Cisco, IBM, Juniper, Oracle, and TechTarget. So these are the enterprise B2B players. Doug, Jordan, why do you think that that type of company doesn't really care about SEO? Or I shouldn't say doesn't care, but it doesn't affect their EPS. So Ben, their core businesses tend to be very, very high margin. And every company just described at its core has some sort of high margin product. And that high margin product typically has huge differentiators in the marketplace. right? So in other words, they're not selling commodities. They're selling some of the most differentiated products in the market. And you know, I used to work at Cisco, full disclosure, and there's some Cisco SEO listening right now screaming that there's much more diversity in their portfolio and that, no, that's not true. They have many parts of the business that are price sensitive. But overall, Cisco SEO that's listening in right now, you are market dominant <laughs> and you are able to carry margins that other businesses can't. I would say the same thing for Oracle, that their database business throws off huge amounts of cash and profits. See, I would think that it has to do with the marketing mix and the type of product where... If you're selling a million dollar set of servers, you know, or a cloud marketing system, that's a relationship driven marketing channel. It is not one that starts or converts with search. You know, there are very few people that are looking. You're not looking for lots of conversions. And if you're not looking for lots of conversions, you're doing your outbound, your cold calling, you're doing your handshaking. It's another marketing strategy. And that's why SEO wouldn't have an impact. Jordan, am I thinking about this the right way in terms of the marketing mix? Yeah, I mean, it, look, I think that the marketing mix is certainly a driver here. And without a doubt, many of these uh, software and in some cases, heavy hardware type companies that are selling these large engagements have different marketing mixes and expect to work in different marketing channels than SEO. But, and this is a big but, I know that many of these brands have come to realize the value of awareness through SEO. And they've invested heavily to become relevant and useful. I mean, I remember doing projects where we've invested in the customer service aspect of many of these companies because the cost of answering one of these highly technical questions that could have been resolved through a help center that is found through Google was really critical to their business. And so the awareness play here that isn't necessarily driving sales is very important to these brands. And they're often focused on those aspects more so than the actual transactional. Because to your point, Ben, you made a very good point here. It's about relationships when they sell these products. So Doug, what is it about the large enterprise B2B businesses that makes SEO less important to them from a customer acquisition standpoint? Why are these classes of business less focused on SEO as a marketing channel as opposed to a customer service channel? Yeah, we've always got to couch this, Ben, with this idea that there's a big difference between small and large, right? So in the case of B2B, smaller B2B businesses actually do have heavy dependencies on SEO and SEO visibility. And Jordan got it right. As we get into these larger companies, they do recognize the value of SEO, but it is about visibility, not our metric SEO visibility, but their awareness in the marketplace, their ability to position their brand. But I think what's really interesting about how these companies tend to operate is they're in high margin businesses and periodically they have these spasms of 
desire to extend their brand into B2C products. And a good example is IBM was kind of the leader here when they shed their laptop business when it became a commodity business, right? And they sold it off to what is now Lenovo, right? But Cisco has also been in this place. And I recall when I was working there, we would acquire these brands that were much more consumer-facing. And at the end of the day, we didn't have that muscle memory, if you will, around how to market direct-to-consumer B2C products. And why? Well, because exactly as we pointed to before, you know, B2B businesses are much more about larger transactions, about relationships. You're talking about companies that are sometimes selling millions, sometimes billions of dollars worth of equipment in a given year at a 30 40% margin. And so when they step out onto that ledge, and Jordan's familiar with this from his days at eBay, they step out of that ledge, it's a whole different business. And again, this is why I feel like I think there is something here. I feel very strongly that that something is the fact that for the most SEO visibility sensitive businesses in retail, and especially those with low margin, they value SEO, they invest in SEO, and the proof is in the numbers. Okay. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Doug Bell, Jordan Cooney, and Melanie Schott from Searchmetrics. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you'd like to hear more of SEO and EPS Week, tune in tomorrow when we discuss how to get to the right corollary data between SEO and EPS. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to contact Doug, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Market Advocate, or you could visit his company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. If you'd like to contact Melanie, you can also find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. And if you'd like to contact Jordan, you can find his LinkedIn contact in our show notes as well. You can also contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney, or you could visit his personal website, which is jordancooney.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions, your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 